0: A little tongue tied here, but welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. And I hope you're having a great day, a great evening, uh, wherever you are in the world, and you're tuning into the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, it's beautiful in the city of Chicago. It's cool, it's cloudy, but it's a lovely day. <laughs> it really is a great day. It really is a, a good day in the city of Chicago. Not so much when I think about Trump's visit, he was here, he was in Illinois. Yeah, he was here. I mean, it's all over the news. If you, I mean, if you turn on the news, you turn on the internet. If you're looking for this stuff, you'll find out that he was in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go see him. I, I wasn't going to go see this traitor, this treacherous bastard. I I was not going to go see him, but he was here. Yeah, Donald Trump, treasonous bastard, dumbest man in the world, uh, so unfit, So and, and I'm hearing that he addressed the uh steel workers uh, he was at a convention for steel workers and and they they were complaining there were some complaints about him sounding uh confused unhinged uh they didn't really know what the hell he was talking about um I'm gonna dig some more into that because I wasn't at the convention I didn't go. I wouldn't go see this man if they paid me um, you know uh. But yeah, he was here. He was totally here. But uh, I don't think there's, as I didn't turn out. I'm pretty sure a lot of people from Illinois did not turn out to see this man. Um, it's 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 awful, you know. But anyway, it's a nice day in Chicago. Other than that, that, that's that was awful. But uh, weather-wise, nature-wise, it's a beautiful day in the city of Chicago. People are just, you know, I don't know. People are just people. They're going to school, getting off work, getting, getting out of school. I mean, they're going uh, about whatever they do, you know, and, and that's beautiful. I mean, it's a great day. And if you live, I'm, I'm going to say this to the people of Chicago and, and other people around the world, if you're having uh, nice weather in your neighborhood, get out and enjoy it. Winter's coming. We're going to be freezing our asses off. We have nice weather so far. Um, uh, get out there and enjoy it. I mean, even if you just take a 30-minute walk around your neighborhood, you know. Get exercise, and you're also enjoying getting out. I mean, you don't have to book a cruise across uh, the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, just take a, you know, uh, uh, outside, right outside your door, you know. If you're living in a a crime neighborhood, you you may want to rethink that, but find some other way to enjoy the day, to enjoy the day, I mean, it's beautiful out here, I mean, I'm near the lake here, you know, it's it's just gorgeous, and majority of the time, when I, when the show is over, we go out, and we have a good time, you know, hey, George, how's it going, how was the show, oh, it was okay, (laughs) it's all about, the show is over, but it's all about enjoying the weather, because winter is coming, when the show is over, it's all about enjoying what's, nature has to offer because it is so beautiful out there and I'm hoping wherever you are in the world you're not depressed you're not alone you're not feeling helpless you're not feeling out of it you're not that sickly you know because a lot of people do complain I'm getting old and everything's starting to hurt that doesn't have to happen and I was just hearing some news about our Alzheimer's Alzheimer's can be can be cured it can it doesn't have to happen none of these diseases has to happen it all depends on your lifestyle i mean you don't have to lose your memory you don't have to get dementia i mean you don't have to lose the uh, lose uh, lose out on everything because you can't remember your son your daughter or some you know or grandchildren or anything great grandchildren you don't have to that has, doesn't have to happen. To cure dementia uh, or, to, or to not even get it at all, or Alzheimer's, you know, there are so many. It obviously, it's nutrition. You have to eat properly. You know, a lot of us struggle to eat properly. But the, I think one of the most important things is exercise. You're exercising your body. And when I'm talking about exercising, so I'm not talking about going out spending $100 a month to join some gym. I'm talking about uh, just as I've just got through saying, a 30 minute walk around your neighborhood, you know, every day, you know, keep moving. That can stop the onset of Alzheimer's. Exercise, moving, you know, moving, doing. And another thing. That can stop alzheimer's from 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 onslaught uh is keeping your brain active you want to keep it active read, write, you keep it active um talk uh think, play games, you know, play puzzles, video games it doesn't matter how old you are, you can play a video game, keep your uh mind. Keep your brain active so that – and that will push away the oncom- the oncoming symptoms of Alzheimer's. Keep your brain active. Keep doing something, even if it's playing chess or playing uh, checkers or, or solitaire or something. Keep your brain on- – Go to your Xbox or your PlayStation or your, your your kid's Xbox or your grandchild's Xbox and play a game, play games. Keeping your, your mind active uh, is very, very important to stop the onslaught or even to cure Alzheimer's. Folks, it's not just me saying that. I hear people saying, well, how do you know, George? <laughs> well, you know, Everything is curable. Diabetes is curable. It's not. Diabetes is not a death sentence. Okay. It is not. But it can kill. If you do not keep it in check. It's just like Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's can kill. Cancer can kill. If you don't keep it in check. If you don't get. But one of of the things about cancer is that. uh, People having cancer. Uh it it's sad that a lot of people lose their homes, uh, their lifestyle, trying to pay for um, um, care, their health care. It's sad, but it happens. It happens. So as for Alzheimer's, folks, um, um, make sure you keep yourself active. Exercise your body and also exercise your brain. That's more important. More uh, because Alzheimer's has killed people and people have died from it. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Now just get to seeing how beautiful it is. I, I'm in my studio here on the north side of the city, and I have this big window in front of me, big clear window, and I can see out of it, and they can see the people out on the streets can see inside, and uh, it, it's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And uh, GOP politicians switches parties over Trump administration's racism and misphagraphy. Okay, so this is really no news. This is really, truly no news. People are leaving. This is why I said yesterday on the show that people are leaving the Republican Party. They're either becoming Democrats or they're becoming independents. People are leaving the Republican Party in droves. This is why I was saying that it's only 20%, 26%, at least yesterday, it might be lower now. There's only 20%, 26% of Republicans who approve of Donald Trump. Only 26%. So if you see anything higher, it's a lie. It's a total lie. Anyway, after 40 years as a Republican Oregon elected official, Lori Stingman, Stegman is now a Democrat. Wow, she is now a Democrat. She, I, I'm thinking that she had become an independent, but it says here that she has become a Democrat. This should open the eyes of a lot of them criminal ass, thug ass uh, Republicans. Uh, in Congress, people are leaving their party. This is not the first person to uh, switch party because of racism and because of uh, Congress—a do nothing Congress—and it's been a do nothing Congress for for a long time. If Congress does something, if anything, they're going to find a way to hurt Americans by. Uh, Cutting programs and uh, uh, things like that and the other day James Comey was saying was pleading to Democrats to do not to excuse me again talk uh not to vote for a socialist It's the Democrats that, that are on the side of uh, James Comey. There are, even though he's a Republican, he's still a Republican. I haven't heard anything about him switching sides. But there are so many Republicans turning away from the Republican Party. It's not the Republican Party; it's the party of Donald Trump. Wow. Okay. Um. Uh. There's some more breaking news. I'm gonna figure it out later, and um. Yeah, that's some more breaking news. So uh, we're going to take a musical break right here, folks. We will be right back, see if we can find something. Because I'm hearing something else has been shot down. Uh, Donald Trump has been shot down. Uh, There was a time when, I mean, not too long ago, a federal judge uh, said that the uh, emonument clause uh, that Trump has um, demigrated, can go, can proceed can proceed in other words, the lawsuit against Donald Trump for breaking the Constitution by enriching himself as president can go forward and I'm hearing now that there's another lawsuit that's coming, uh, uh really really soon so we're gonna try and uh pull that up can you pull that up uh okay, all right so we'll talk about that as soon yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that after we do this um, musical break. If I can, if I can, I would love to have musical. I mean, live musical acts on the show, but it's it's not. Um, it, it's not that. So uh, we'll be right back with uh, breaking news on Donald Trump.
1: Freedom. This is what I call. Where? want to sleep and say what you want to say. A lot the children play while they want to
0: federal judge just shot down Trump's attempt to block a major lawsuit from U.S. Attorneys General. Now, this is the second uh, lawsuit that has been – major lawsuit that has been knocked down, shot down by a judge, federal judge, that's saying, saying that these lawsuits can go through. So this is another bad day for Donald Trump. These people, these federal attorneys will be able to sue Donald Trump. He is being sued up his gazoo. Remember, folks, Donald Trump, uh, so far in his business' dealings, he has six bankruptcies. And now this clown has his hands on America, and we're going down the toilet because of it. And Republicans will do nothing about it. I think that I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm thinking that maybe the Republicans are trying to wait until the investigation is over before they do anything. But this guy, the uh, the the country is going to be in shambles by that time. At least they could try to, uh, you know, limit his powers, weaken him as president. But th- they haven't weakened him that I know of. They may have weakened him. I I have no clue. But anyway, the breaking news is that a federal judge just shot down Trump's attempt to block a major lawsuit from U.S. attorneys, generals. This is the second or third lawsuit that has been been allowed to proceed against Trump himself. The Monument Clause. Uh Breaking the Constitution in that form is is also being allowed. I'm hearing that uh employees of Donald Trump will be questioned by federal agents, and this guy is still going around wrecking the country. You just have to tell yourself, what the hell's going on? He shouldn't be allowed to do anything whatsoever. And the bullshit that he was talking about uh, to those steel workers while visiting Chicago is just that, bullshit, and they know it. This man has nothing on his mind but maybe going to jail, being indicted, being subpoenaed while, while in office, and that's a crime in itself. Donald Trump is on his way out. He can't last. I've said this six or seven months ago, and I'm going to still say it. the man can't last because so much shit is piling up on him. There, People are out there in Washington, D.C. every single day protesting him outside of the White House, calling him treasonous, which is what he is. Robert Mueller, they're trying to find a way to stop him from sending Donald Trump to jail. It's in your face um, obstruction. Oh, yeah, I wanted to say something about yesterday's show. This is an unrelated topic to what I was uh, just uh, talking about. I was hacked. The show, The George Water Jr. So if you were listening to the show yesterday, and I was sort of cut off in the middle of it, I was hacked. I was hacked. This is not the first time it's has happened. But I want to warn my uh, audience out there, if, if somehow I go off the air and you don't hear me no more, I've been hacked. Period. Period. And uh, so... Don't think the worst of me. (laughs) Don't think the worst of me because uh, this is computer radio. Okay. We're on a computer, uh, internet. And as you know, everything online, worldwide web, cyber attacks. But this was a threat folks. and, And this was a threat. No doubt about it. Nobody threatens the George Wilder Jr. Show. We will go on. I will go on. It doesn't matter. You know, you hack me one day, I'll be back on the next day. That's how that goes, you know. So yesterday we were hacked. I mean, I think I got into an hour and about 15 minutes of the show and we were hacked. So if you're listening to that, it's up there, it's podcasted. So if you listen to that show, uh, particular show, and it was good. It was great. I had a great time doing it. I, I thought it was beautiful. Um, but I was just hacked in the middle of it, and, and that was it. But it, but if you listen to the show and you find out that I'm cut off right while I'm speaking or as I'm doing a musical break or whatever, I was hacked. And <laughs> Well, what happened to the George Wilder show? We were listening to it, and we were enjoying it. What happened? What happened was I was hacked. Okay. Okay, okay, since we got that out of the way. <laughs> I was afraid I wasn't going to get to that because I because Trump is always tying up so much shit. There are so many books that are written about Donald Trump. If you were writing a book about Donald Trump, what would be your title? <laughs> what would be the title of your book that you uh would write about Donald Trump, because there's a lot of books out there that are that are now written about Donald Trump, and people are writing books all over the place. So what would your title be if you should write a book about Donald Trump?
2: Polls show a majority of Americans disapprove of Donald Trump's performance as president, while Republicans are more loyal to him right now than any president's own party unity since the GOP rallied around Bush after 9-11. My next guest worked many Republican campaigns, but opposes Trump's Uh, policies and left the party over them. That's political strategist Steve Schmidt, who joins me in a moment. Now, Donald Trump not only polarizes people's feelings, he polarizes the very perception of reality out there, and he knows it. Consider Trump today in Kansas City warning people, if they don't see the economy improving with their own eyes, it's because what they see is not real.
3: This country is doing better than it's ever done before economically, but it's all working out. And just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening.
2: While many politicians, of course, cherry-pick information, Trump's blatant request that people ignore their own eyes could literally be ripped from George Orwell's famous dystopian novel, 1984, which cast partisan censorship of truth as, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. Now liberals have long attacked Trump as bad for working people, a con man who ran on populism but governed for the one percent, a kind of a policy thief. Another critique is that Trump is actually challenging something more valuable than property, our sense of reality itself. Consider another dystopian writer, Curtis Jackson, who said, hate a liar more than I hate a thief. A thief is only after my salary, a liar is after my reality. In fact, in that same song, there is another axiom, quote, here's a jewel, love your enemies and hate your friends, your enemies remain the same, friends always change. And some of the friends who know Trump best are changing, Michael Cohen, Rick Gates, Mike Flynn. Meanwhile, Trump's wider cast of political friends, if you want to call them that, Republicans who have never met him around the country, they're standing strong tonight and appear down with his reality. I'm joined by Steve Schmidt. Uh, Steve, what do you think Trump is doing, and is he aware to some degree that denying the publicly reported reality is key to his reelection?
4: Of course, Ari. You talked about 1984. There's the famous scene at the end of the book where Winston is being tortured, and the party official is holding up four fingers and says to Winston, how many fingers am I holding up? And Winston being tortured in tears says, I only see four, I see four. And the party official says it could be three or it could be five. It's what the party tells you it is. And so it's not just that Trump is assaulting objective truth. This is a political strategy. This is about a demand for obedience. This is the transformation of a smaller Republican Party into a cult of personality where what the leader says is true is true what the leader feels to be true is true and if you can subordinate reality at the command of a political leader you are no longer functionally living in a democracy whether it's inside the united states or not for a faction of this country they have surrendered their sovereignty their intellectual autonomy to donald trump now i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a psychologist i can't explain why if you were to join a cult, why he would be the cult leader that you would line up and follow. That that being said, though, when you're able to convince somebody what is certainly true is not, when you can embrace the big lie with the same type of effectiveness that fascist movements used it, that Hitler used it, that Mussolini used it, that Soviets used it, then you are well on your way to doing grave and lasting damage to the fundamental institutional pillars of a democratic Mm. republic like the united states
2: and this president does not stand accused uh, of the conduct of some of those regimes but with regard to the information there the propaganda efforts this seems to be where uh, trump's approach and his insistence Uh, that things that are true are false, relates to the way he's uh, allegedly abusing the powers of the executive to control who has access to information to legitimize who can speak about national security and who can't, which dovetails back uh, with the security clearance story. For your reaction, take a look at Sarah Sanders on that. Is Russia still targeting the U.S., Mr. President? You very Let's go.
1: Um, make your way out. No, no, do not
5: the case. We had a chance to speak with the president after uh, his comments, and the president was said thank you very much and was saying no to answering questions. Yeah. The president is exploring these mechanisms to resist uh, remove security clearance because they've politicized and, in some cases, actually monetized their public service and their security clearances, and making baseless accusations of improper contact with Russia or being influenced by Russia against the president is extremely inappropriate.
6: Steve,
4: Ari, it's not just that there's no other spokesperson for the executive seat of power in a democratic republic anywhere in the world where you see that type of lying, it's that there has never been a spokesperson for the executive seat in power who is such a prolific liar as Sarah Sanders. She is straight out of Baghdad, Bob. Uh, It's truly remarkable the magnitude of her her daily lying. But look, this is all part of a political strategy, and I've talked about it before. Trump uses mass rallies and constant lying to incite fervor in a political base. Two, he scapegoats minority populations and casts them to be blamed for every problem in the world. Three, he allows for his supporters to feel victimized, to feel victimized by the scapegoated populations. Everyone is a victim in Trump nation by design. It's part of the fuel. Uh, The last thing is the conspiracy. The coordination of the conspiracy between the deep state, the nefarious sources, the people when he talked about, for example, uh, Clapper, someone got to him yesterday. And then lastly, the assertion that Trump is above the law by Trump himself, that Trump defines what is reality, that Trump defines what's truth, and that Trump asserts heretofore unasserted powers for the executive in the United States— that that have never been asserted in history before. These five things are happening. They're happening on a daily basis. The assault on the press, on the free media. We still have a First Amendment in this country, but he is as hostile to the free media as any president has ever been, and any president could conceivably be in the United States. And so all of these things together are not isolated. It's part of a pattern. It's part of a strategy. And it's going to do grave damage to American democracy, and this is a moment in time where Republican leaders who have been complicit, have been silent, have been cowardice, are called on to defend the institutions, not of conservatism, not of the small-L liberalism that the Democratic Party embraces, but the fundamental pillars of a liberal democratic society, which he is weakening every day.
2: Right, and that's the connection, as you draw it, uh, between the, the assault on facts, the potential abuse of government power, and the undermining of the rule of law. Of course, it is law that ultimately is the way we adjudicate certain factual debates in this country. All of those things happening together. Steve Schmidt, thank you so much for joining The Beat tonight. Hey, I'm Ari Melder from MSNBC. What we all saw and heard in Helsinki today is really frightening. An
6: absolutely shameful display by an American president with the whole world watching.
2: Mr. President, you tweeted this morning that it's U.S. foolishness, stupidity, and the Mueller probe that is responsible for the decline in U.S. relations with Russia. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you, what would you consider them that they are responsible for? Yes, I
3: do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish, but uh, I do feel that uh, we have... Both made some mistakes. I think that the the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept
0: lying Uh, and Steve Smith who I had on a moment ago he switched and there are so many others have switched uh, gone from being a Republican to a Democrat because of this idiot Trump but you know what Trump doesn't care Trump doesn't give a damn Trump doesn't uh, care that you switch in parties, but he should be alarmed because that's votes. That uh, that is a vote or votes he will not get because he's such an asshole and he's so so unhinged and so unqualified and just plain old ridiculous. So it it also should alarm Republicans that so many other Republicans are switching to become Democrats. Officially becoming Democrats. And there's nothing Donald Trump can say. There's nothing he can say. He'll probably say good written" with his stupid ass. He'll probably say that. But, you know, yeah, uh, this is serious shit for the uh, Republican Party. Yeah, an elected official, Oregon, is leaving the Republican Party. She says President Donald Trump is to blame. And she's becoming a Democrat. And because she's an immigrant or she's a, a, a daughter of immigrants, and Trump's racism offends her. It it offends America. Trump's racism offends the world, the entire world, and yeah, uh, uh, some people don't believe that a lot of these folks that are uh, leaving the Republican Party to be to become Democrats. But I think it's it's a re- it's a real deal. I think it's a real deal. I really do because there's too many people leaving the Republican Party. A lot of the folks that voted for Trump. They wish they had not voted for this guy. They didn't know he was going to try. They didn't know that he was going to be so awful, awful president, an awful human being, an awful person. They didn't know. But now they do. And a lot of them are saying, hey, we're not going to vote for him. And Trump has been touting that he's going to be running for re-election in 2020 if he makes it that far. But even if he makes it that far, let's say he makes it to 2020, and it's going to be a a tough role to hold because he's got so much shit on him and over him. But let's say if he does make it to the uh, 2020 uh, election, re-election, Republicans, most Republicans, I'm thinking, will not have have him as their candidate. And I think he's been told that. So the best thing the Republicans got going is to try, and even this may not work, is to try to cheat during the midterms, elections. We already know that they're not going to put any funds forth to try to protect our elections from cyber attack. And we know that Russia is going to try and do this shit again. That's why a lot of people are, saying that maybe we should uh, bring out the uh, paper ballots. And I'm hoping that's what happens. Because Donald Trump and the Republicans in Congress, they want this election to be hacked. They want it to be hacked. Uh, And we can surmise from this. You know, if the Republicans win the House, win back the Senate, we will know that they have cheated we will know that they have and it should be nullified there's going to be plenty of proof to this election being hacked and and, and you know russia whether it's russia or some other country because this is what the republicans want they want our elections to be hacked because they know that we are going to get out there and vote like never before to get these to get these jackasses out of the White House and out of Congress. They know it. They see the blue wave. The polls have said yes, the Democrats are going to win the House of Representatives. But in some cases, you know, It's going to, for me, it should be the House of Representatives and the Senate. Take both houses. But even if they just take one, that's enough to curtail and impeach Donald Trump. But as I've said before, and I've said many times, Nancy Pelosi, if she ends up being uh, uh, the Speaker of the House after the midterms, she publicly that she did not want to see Donald Trump impeached, which is crazy. This guy is treasonous. He should not only be impeached, he should be imprisoned or jailed, and she doesn't want to do it. She has her own reasons for not wanting to impeach Donald Trump. 75 to 80% of Americans want to see him impeached. Even more than that wants to see him locked up. You got some people want to see him killed. This is why I'm saying Nancy Pelosi, who is up for election, should not retain her seat because she doesn't want to do what the people want her to do. She wants to do what she wants to do. She forgets that she represents the people, not her own beliefs. We don't care what Nancy Pelosi believes. She should believe what the people who put her in office, she should believe what they want her to believe. They're the reasons why she's there or she would not be there. But Nancy Pelosi, I think she's doing weekly um, uh, uh, talks or or, some kind of thing. She's doing, what do you call it? Weekly uh, updates on what's going on in the House. And she's a, Right now, she's a minority leader. She's doing updates. I don't go by and listen to any of that. I don't listen to any of it because she doesn't want to see Donald Trump impeached. If she doesn't want to see Donald Trump impeached, if she doesn't impeach him, I feel that she's not doing her job. She's not doing the job she wants. Uh, Her constituency want her to do. She's doing what she wants to do. And we don't want politicians in office that we vote for and put their asses in office, give them uh, them a great salary, give them great health care, and then they get in there and they forget who put their asses in and start doing what they want to do. Remember, uh, representatives in Congress, they are just there for two years unless they decide they want to get uh, reelected, but we can vote them out with less than two years. Nancy Pelosi is up for re for, for reelection. and a lot of, the, uh, lot of the Democrats are saying no to her as Speaker of the House. There's two reasons for it. I think we need new and better and fresh ideas. We need somebody in there that's gonna really do what the people of the United States want them to do, not what they want to do. And plus, she's okay. I hate to bring up age, but she's seventy-eight, seventy-nine years old. There's nothing wrong with being almost eighty, but you you want to try to put put in vote in deal with fresh blood, youngsters, people with new ideas. I mean, she can go off and spend time with her grandchildren, great-grandchildren or whatever, you know, and leave this behind. I mean, you're 79 years old, 78, 79 years, you, you may just have a few years left. Why not go out uh, and retire and sit back and enjoy your family instead of messing around in this uh, muck of politicians especially at that age and I think it's wrong for Nancy Pelosi to call people who are a, who. I think it's wrong for Nancy Pelosi to say that people who don't want her in office after the 20, 2018 midterm elections uh, calling them her enemies or calling them her her um, Foes or whatever. I think that's wrong. I don't want to see her in office after 2018, and, and I'm not her enemy. I'm probably her best friend. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at reality. We need new blood. We need fresh blood. We need new thinking. We don't need, you know. So that's that's how I see it. I'm, I mean. Will she be Speaker of the House when it comes um, uh, November? Will she be after the midterms? I don't know. I'm hoping she doesn't, but she could. I don't know because I'm not in her district. I'm I'm not there to vote. But I do think the people, her constituency, are kind of uh, fed up with her. I think that's why she's giving these, town hall meetings or whatever kind of meetings they are, rallies, uh, every week, every other week to try to convince them to put her back in office, vote, vote her back in for another term. And she's been there a long, long time, you know. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, a little drab here. <laughs> and, uh, I even got a clip here. that says, uh, no Trump impeachment from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Uh you know I I I I went by her page and told her that uh, you know I did I told her exactly what I just got through talking about I, I think it was a Facebook page and I put up there I think she should you know give it up you know she she's you know I think she's a great person I think she's a beautiful person I think she's wonderful but I just don't think she should be reelected and I'm not her enemy you know, I just don't think I. I uh, as I've said before, as I've said before, I, I do think that um, she should spend some time with her grandchildren, great grandchildren, her family. Seventy-eight. Who knows how long she has to go? So you want to you want to you want to do that? But hey, wow! Once you get smitten with politics, I guess you'd never want to give it up because there are so many people uh, who were in politics who actually died in office, maybe because they were too stubborn to retire. You don't want that to happen to Nancy Pelosi, but, you know, that that's totally up to her. That's totally up to her. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Let's see if we can't find my favorite representative <laughs> of the hour, and that's always uh, Maxine Waters. I, I think that she just Awesome. I think that she is just awesome. Here is Maggie.
3: So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today, and what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer.
5: Donald Trump shocked even his harshest critics with his submission to Vladimir Putin this week, likely including my next guest. And joining me now for your moment of Maxine, Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. And Congresswoman, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Welcome. So were you—I think much of the country was surprised to actually see Donald Trump in action with Vladimir Putin and how submissive he was in public. What did you make of what, what happened in Helsinki?
7: Well, I'm not surprised at all. As a matter of fact, I have for months uh, been trying to tell the American public and everybody else that this president is dangerous, uh, that he's in bed with Putin. Uh, Someone said he wants to be like him, whatever. He will never, never condemn him uh, because of the relationship that they have. This didn't just start. This started a long time uh, before he was ever elected. Don't forget. This president cannot borrow money in the United States from any bank. This president is looking at Russia for his new money financial playground. He and all of his allies that I have told you are the Kremlin clan, have been involved with Russia. When you name them and you think about them, why is it Manafort, Flynn, Wilbur Ross, Carter Page, Papadopoulos, all of his allies have connections with Russia, the Kremlin, and the oligarchs. This has been going on because this is their new money playground uh, that they want to develop. And the centerpiece of this is lifting the sanctions. I would wish people would focus on the sanctions. I think that's the agreement uh, that Putin had with this president in order to help him get elected. This president, I believe, has promised him that once he was elected, he would get those sanctions lifted. And you're going to watch. He's going to continue to try, because Putin is saying to him, when is it going to happen? So he has a private meeting with him. We know what they talked about. I think I know what they talked about. They talked about lifting the sanctions. They talked about the upcoming elections. Uh, They talked about uh, all of the things that they could not talk about uh, in an email or on the phone. He had to go and meet with him in private so that he could talk about what he's going to do to follow through what I, what I believe is his commitment to get those sanctions lifted. Don't forget, when Tillerson was there, Tillerson was there to help get the sanctions lifted. He just couldn't put up with this president. He found this president to be so outrageous uh, that he ended up leaving, but he came to be a part of helping to get these sanctions lifted. It's worth Trillions of dollars. Everybody will make some money if he can get this done right now. Putin's hands are tied. He cannot get the equipment or the supplies that he needs to do the work because our allies are cooperating with us. So I'm not surprised about what happened in Helsinki. I'm not surprised about the private media. I'm not surprised about this president standing up for Putin. As a matter of fact, I think he is Putin's apprentice. He's wow. been under his tutelage for a long time now, and he intends to get it done. And the American people are sitting idly by, and the Republican Party should be ashamed uh, that they're allowing this to happen. Uh, they have no guts. They have no courage. They're not standing up for America. I dare them to talk about how patriotic they are, uh, given of what they're allowing this president to do. Now they're all going to send out press releases saying, "Uh, we don't want you to invite Putin. Well, he's going to invite him unless The Congress of the United States and the Republicans really take some serious action. How many of the Republicans are saying, I won't come to the White House. I'm going to be outside demonstrating. How many of them saying, don't invite me to any dinner. You better not have a state dinner. How many are saying that they're just saying you shouldn't and we don't want you to do it. But I want to tell you, if they don't take strong action to keep him from bringing him here, he's going to bring him here. And that will be another... Another straw in his hat that he can point to and say, see, Mr. Putin, I'm moving this forward, what we talked about, what we're going to do. I'm going to get this done. And forget about what he did uh, with North Korea. Uh, That's just a an effort to say that I'm doing this with both countries, and that's just an effort to say that, see, I'm trying to create peace and relationships in different ways. But the fact of the matter is, his focus is on Russia and lifting those sanctions. And you're going to see him continue to try it, because he has an agreement that he cannot get out of. When people want to know what does Putin have on the president of the United States, is this agreement. Where the president promised he was going to get the sanctions lifted, and Putin is going to hold him to it. Let me, you know, you mentioned Carter Page, uh, Congresswoman, and here is the uh, the FISA warrant,
5: which was released in unprecedented fashion by the FBI. Uh, We have it this morning, and uh, folks are reading through it. Um, What do you think that this, the release of this document, does to the credibility of the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes?
7: Well, you know. First of all, they've got to understand that he was put under surveillance because of the actions that he was taking, not only that caused suspicion, but I think it was deemed uh, that he basically was going to be used to spy. Uh, He's not considered to be very smart, uh, not considered to be uh, very, uh, you know, capable of uh, not of resisting, rather, uh, the Russians. And so I think that Nunes and all of them are looking very silly. I think that they should be ashamed uh, that they would in any way— undermine the FBI and the FBI's work to try to protect this country from our enemy, which this president says he's not our enemy, he's just a competitor. He keeps going on like that. But the fact of the matter is uh, that Nunes and any others who have tried to undermine them to say that somehow they were unfair, somehow they were using their power uh, to interfere with the life of this man who already had been identified, basically as someone who was in the grips of, uh, of Russia. Congressman Maxine Waters, never one to mince words. Thank you
5: very much for spending some time with us on this Sunday morning. Thank you.
7: Well, you're certainly welcome. Keep your eye on the sanctions.
5: All right. We definitely will do that. Thank you very much. And coming you're up, welcome. Thank you. And Carter Page, coming up, defends himself against allegations that you just heard from the congresswoman uh, that, and others, including this, this uh, FISA application, that he may have been a Russian agent. All right. Hey, that thanks for checking great. out that our that YouTube channel.
0: All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, ladies. That was gorgeous, especially Maxine Monroe. Maxine, Maxine Waters. I'm sorry about that, folks. I'm, uh, Papa John soothes Papa John. Mm, that's interesting. There are more than 700 children still in U.S. custody. That's a damn shame. That's a shame, without their parents. Wow. And I'm hearing that um, there has been evidence of Russian hacking already. Three months before the midterm, there have been Russian hacking. We know they're out there, they're hacked. And when Donald Trump said that Russia is going to be helping the Democrats, we know that was a code. That was code to tell Putin. To make sure he hacks the elections uh, for for him for Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this is this is something. Some parents won't ever see their parent their children again. I'm reading here. I'm on CNN here, and uh, Congress should force Trump to fix this. Congress should force Trump to fix something. Congress is just as complicit as Donald Trump. They're just as thuggery, buffoonish, uh, money laundering, crimes. uh, Congress ain't going to fix a damn thing. What they should fix is getting rid of this guy, this man, uh, Donald Trump from the White House. It's not going to happen. They're complicit. They are complicit in this. You know, Donald Trump is trying to become a dictator. He wants to become, he wants to be like Kim Jong-un. He wants to be like Putin. Because some of the things that he's doing and saying are straight out of a dictator's book, straight out of 1984. And I'm pretty sure when they were in that two-hour meeting talking where there was no one else in there except for this stenographer, they talked about the elections. They've talked about uh you know, probably things that they shouldn't have been talking about. Donald Trump did not want anybody in there. They wanted to be what did they say? We're not gonna get it from Donald Trump. That's okay. We have enough to hang his ass with anyway, as of now. You know. So Wall Street Journal: Top Trump organizer official subpoenaed to testify in Michael Cohen's probe. You know, I'm so sick of hearing other people around Donald Trump going to jail, being sub- subpoenaed, being indicted. When in the, when is when in the hell will Trump be indicted, subpoenaed? I I hear in some in some circles that a sitting president cannot be uh, indicted, but then again. Who knows what Mueller has up his sleeve? Okay? All right. So it's just awful the way the country is uh, going down into the sewer under this man who thinks everything is fine. Trump is hated around the world. How does he live with himself? All of these Suits, uh, civil suits, up his ass. How does he live with himself? Stormy Daniels, Karen McDougal, and other women that he's been a, been with and paid off just before uh, the election. How does he? How does he do it? I'm just curious. I, I, well, some people say, well, he's a narcissist, George. He he doesn't feel anything. <laughs> Well, if that is, but if that's true, then we have a reason why this man is the way he is. We need Congress to do something about Trump. But if they haven't done anything so far, they're not going to do anything. They're just as complicit. They're going to get voted out. They're going to lose their seats. They're going to lose their jobs. But they don't give a damn as long as they can kiss Trump's ass. They don't care. Wow, yeah, just so much garbage going on. Um, someone said, "Well, they're gonna make a movie out of this, George. They're gonna make a movie out of out, out of this Trump shit." Well, they, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's gonna be about ten, twenty, thirty movies because there's gonna be sequels all over the place. It's gonna it's gonna take at least two or three movies to tell the story because this shit. Is constantly coming out. And as I mentioned earlier on the show, people are writing books about this. People are writing books uh, about the Trump administration. I'm doing one, a, a nonfiction book on a president before in my life. I've I've uh, written uh, involving uh, presidents and senators. It was just fiction, but this is going to be true so you know and there's other people writing books all over the place I mean if you go on, if you go on the Amazon books a million a lot of these sites Barnes and Noble and you pull up political uh, novels or books you're going to see a, a trove of them people are just you know trying to uh, uh, capitalize on this bullshit that's going on in the White House Amarosa Trump's uh, former uh, apprentice contestant and former aide to Donald Trump in the White House, she's written a book. And you you know what she's called what what she's called her book? She's called it Unhinged. Wow. You should hear the name of my book. I've got a uh I don't think I'm going to be done with it until after the midterms. Because that's what I'm writing it for. After the midterms, I'm not going to be done with it. I'm going to make sure I stretch it out until then. Uh, but Amarosa's book uh, is called Unhinged. You know, I don't think I'm going to have to pick it up. I don't think I'm going to have to read it because it's, uh, plenty of excerpts <laughs> will be in the media for everybody to read. And the most salacious and juiciest part, believe me, you know. So I don't think I'm going to have to pick it up. Just like. I didn't pick up fire fi- uh, Fire and Fury by Michael Wolf. I mean it was just in some instances it was offered free all over the internet and you could download it and i and I downloaded it michael wolf's book i i i I didn't buy it and not that I couldn't afford to buy it. I just didn't want it. Um, and I'm not gonna buy i'm book that's about Trump you know if I want to read it, I'm gonna find excerpts of it online. I don't want to. I don't want uh, Trump making money off of me, because that's he's in trouble for that right now. I'm just hoping that breaking the Emancipation Clause, the Clause of the Constitution, really nails his ass. I think uh, Ivanka. I said something. Ivanka. She uh, ended her whole clothing line because of it. But it's too little, too late. I think she's still gonna uh, be indicted or subpoenaed for this. Making money while in the White House Remember I said that Donald Trump treats the White House Like he owns it Like it's his business Making money all over the place And it's forbidden in the Constitution And Donald Trump swore To uphold the Constitution The only time Donald Trump Used the Constitution When it benefits him If it benefits me or you No 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 way <laughs> if it benefits him because he's thinking and there has been some talk that he feels that he's above the law because the constitution says he is in other words he cannot be indicted but I think Mueller and company will find a way around that it's just taking so long so long <laughs> so long for uh Trump to be out of there, but we want him out of there so fast. There's no doubt about it. The guy is a traitor. I mean, if you watch that Helsinki, uh, and I still got clips on it here, but if you watch that Helsinki um, uh, 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 summit a few weeks ago, if you watch that, Donald Trump, he appeared so weak, so out of it, so confused. And gave away America to Russia on world television. On on uh, uh, on world television around the world, people saw Donald Trump look weak, look confused, look like he had a couple of martinis or something, and uh, just gave away America. He is a traitor. Then he tried to, remember he tried to weasel out of it, Tried to say what we heard and saw wasn't true. The guy is a jackass. What can I tell you? Okay, do we have that Helsinki, that Helsinki, um, can we roll it? Hold it. Do we have it? Okay, can you roll it? Uh, Hopefully the audio is okay here, folks, and you can hear it clearly.
6: So let's look at what the President said yesterday, President Trump attempting to walk back his statements from Helsinki, where he sided with the Russian state over the U.S. government and its intelligence services regarding Moscow's interference in the American political system. Take a look at what the President said standing next to Vladimir Putin, and then his comments yesterday at the White House.
3: My people came to me, Dan Coats came to me and some others, they said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin, Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this, I don't see any reason why it would be. I thought that I made myself very clear by having just reviewed the transcript. It should have been obvious, I thought it would be obvious, but I would like to clarify just in case it wasn't. And a key sentence in my remarks. I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't, or why it wouldn't be Russian. So just to repeat it, I said the word would instead of wouldn't, and the sentence should have been, and I thought it would be maybe a little bit unclear on the transcript or unclear on the actual video. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. In full faith and support for America's intelligence agencies. I have a full faith in our intelligence agencies. Whoops, they just turned off the light. That must be the intelligence agencies. (laughs) I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. could be other people also. Uh, There's a lot of people out there
6: we'll get into that in just a moment but quickly the president just tweeted a moment ago this quote so many people at the higher ends of intelligence loved my press conference performance in Helsinki Putin and I discussed many important subjects at our earlier meeting we got along well which truly bothered many haters who wanted to see a boxing match big results will come and last night the president tweeted this the meeting between President Putin and myself was a great success except in the fake news media Trump's comments yesterday came more than 24 hours after his news conference with Putin. He did not try to clarify his remarks in any of his post-summit tweets, nor did he back down during either of the two interviews he did with Fox News immediately after the summit. Meanwhile, a shot of the statement the president was reading shows that he wrote this, quote, there was no collusion. Meanwhile, NBC News had some reporting on how that all came to be and who pressured the president to step out and make that statement yesterday, including the vice president, the secretary of state. Um, Heidi, the president's statement yesterday that this was a a misstatement, that it was a word problem, sort of ignores everything else that happened on the stage in that press conference. It ignores the fact that he didn't say anything about it for 24 hours, even as he saw the coverage of what was happening. If you believed what he said yesterday, that this was just a question of a misplaced word, I kind of feel bad for you.
8: Well, really, do you remember when we were in grade school and you messed up on a word and you took out the lumpy whiteout and you lumped it over? You can't do that here because it's not just one word. It was the entire context of what he said. It was the trashing of institutions. It was also saying that Putin had a great idea to potentially combine our investigation and have Bob Mueller go to Russia to give them information on what his investigation is all about. So I think anybody who watched the president's news conference, which was essentially the entire world, would know that you can't just hit delete on a single word and change the entire tone and context of that news conference.
6: Eddie, he also was reading from that statement, sort of head down, reading prepared remarks. And in the moment he did ad lib, he said, yes, okay, it was Russia. They did meddle in the election. He looked up and said, it could be other people, a lot of people out there. He always has to always. sneak in that caveat, which in fact undermines what he said prior to it.
3: Yeah, I mean, he, you know, uh, Eugene Robinson and, and Rich Stingle said, said that it looked as if he was reading a hostage note,
6: right, as opposed to actually apologizing.
3: I like to use this analogy, you know, since President Trump is a golfer, instead of trying to get a mulligan, he just moved this ball in full view to a better lie, right? And so I, he's shameless. He doesn't seem in any in, in, in serious way, right, to try to take... Uh, account of what he actually did. And what I'm really interested in is the way in which Republicans, fellow Republicans, have just simply failed uh, to, to hold him mm-hmm. to account. Admiral Savitas, uh, we're, we're talking about the rhetoric involved here and the change of tenses and uh, things like that and double negatives, and yet the reality is that these two men, Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump, sat behind closed doors for two hours and discussed things that are potentially lethal to the future not only of the European alliance and the United States-Soviet relationship, but that whole region, peace and missiles and the mismatch
4: between the two men.
9: Yeah, Mike, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this contrast between President Obama and President Trump, and I'm going to, I'm going to, rattle the ghost of another president that's president reagan because we're also talking about other audiences think about europe and how this is being received there and think back to ronald reagan standing at the berlin wall saying mister gorbachev tear down this wall instead what we have today is a president who supposedly goes in a secret room a little quiet room with nobody there but a couple translators and that's where he really tells Vladimir Putin, hey, your interference in our election was wrong. Are we really supposed to believe that? And by the way, I thought the worst moment of the press conference was actually when Vladimir Putin flipped the soccer ball to the president of the United States. It it reminded me of the scene in Castaway where Tom Hanks starts talking to his volleyball. Now we've got Ivan the soccer ball in the White House. It's a bad day for the American presidency.
6: So as Heidi mentioned, this wasn't about one line or one word. This was about the full context of the president's press conference with Vladimir Putin. To believe what the president said yesterday, you'd have to discount everything else he said during that news conference from his withering attack on the Justice Department and the FBI for investigating his campaign's ties to Russia to Putin's, quote, incredible offer to help with the investigation, to lashing out at those who would suggested Russian meddling was in any way responsible for his victory, to a debunked conspiracy theory about the 2016 hacking of the DNC, and, of course, Hillary Clinton's 33,000 missing emails.
3: I do feel that uh, we have... Both made some mistakes. I think that the, the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it. What he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. Okay. That was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily, and frankly, uh, we beat her. And I'm not even saying from the standpoint, we won that race. And it's a shame that there can even be a little bit of a cloud over it. Uh, People know that. People understand it. But the main thing, and we discussed this also, zero collusion. The Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats, as you know, than it is to Republicans. Uh, We won the Electoral College by a lot, 306 to 223, I believe. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Why haven't they taken the server? Where is the server? What is the server saying? I really do want to see the server. What happened to the server?
6: So, Nick, obviously the president takes a question directly where he's presented with the opportunity to confront President Putin, who's standing five feet away from him, and turns it in to an old speech he's given many, many times about servers, about Hillary Clinton, about the Pakistani man with the server and everything else the president brings up. Um, Did he do anything yesterday? to help himself with that clarification.
8: Wait, real quick, though, guys, let's just correct this. They have the server. They've had the <laughs> server forever. They just don't have the physical copy of it. They have an actual copy of it, though, because we have more than floppy disks in the era of digital. Exactly.
2: So what, what, what we saw yesterday in politics is called a walkback, right? The president managed to do a walkback of the walkback during the walkback. So it's not even clear what he was trying to say. He, he had to come back out and say, well, it could have been somebody else. And it was like watching... A truculent kid in front of a blackboard at school being forced by his teachers to say something he didn't believe or want to say. There has really never been a performance, I think, in American politics that is like it. Uh, And you can only imagine why. He seems to have a particular personal interest here that is separate from the White House interest but is dovetailing with Putin's interest on the investigation. It's fear. and Putin are on the same page about the Russia probe. They both have an interest in stopping it and discrediting it, and that is a striking fact to me. And And we've seen this
6: rhythm before, Steve Ratner, with Charlottesville and other times where the president says something inflammatory, says something offensive. He's pushed into a corner, so he makes an apology that he reads from a piece of paper, and then the next day, which is today now in this story, he resents that he's not being rewarded and thanked for his great apology, and he lashes out again. Yeah, exactly. And I, look, I think there's several pieces to this. I think the most important piece is the one that Nick was referring to, which is ultimately our relationship with Russia and with Putin. And it's clear from everything he said and done that there's something going on between these two guys, which is not really in our national interest. And uh, the Wall Street Journal today had an editorial, which I think summarizes maybe to your point kind of where the uh, Republicans are, which was sort of grudgingly accepted Trump's apology and with a lot of you know, sort of shrugs of the shoulder, and then they want to list all the issues between us and Russia that are still unresolved about arms and, and uh, interference in other countries and things like that. So I, I don't think this changes anything about the fundamental issue of Trump's relationship with
0: Putin, which is a. Hey, everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois. On Mash the north side out. of the great, you great city it. of Chicago. You are now on the you air. Fun time, ladies it. and gentlemen. Thank Mash you for joining out. me. Have a great time. listening thank everybody for uh uh you know you it's the same old dribble every day but it's it's great dribble it's positive dribble it's uh, it's something that i have to keep saying all the time because i do appreciate your time we we have 7:28 excuse me 7:28 p.m. in the city of chicago we're going to 7:30 and uh, it's been grand. It's been beautiful. It's been great. And I want to say once again that I'm proud that people are moving away from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. It's a shame that they have their come-to-Jesus moment uh, this way, but you know, it just uh, it's a good thing that uh, people are coming to their – hopefully, maybe coming to their senses – <laughs> maybe, just maybe. And, and we can always keep our fingers crossed for that, right? All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is um, about just about off the air. We will not be back until Monday, next next week, Monday, four days a week on the George Wilder Jr. Show. It should be fun, folks, uh, commentary, guest, uh, uh, books, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, if you feel that you have something to say, hey, say it. Say it, you could always find me even though I'm off the air uh, I'm gonna be doing some writing um you know some activism. I've always loved doing that because I think that's what we need now um, there's no doubt about America needs a leader, a real leader, a genuine leader uh, uh, a leader that we can trust and look up to that you know but However as as of this moment there's no leader like that. We have to be our own leaders. We have to lead ourselves. I know some people actually need to be pushed a little bit to do the right thing but we uh need to lead ourselves. There's nobody coming out to lead us to the promised land. We have to take the promised land ourselves. You know, so don't give up. Don't feel despondent. Feel helpless. You're not helpless. You have a voice. Use it. Your voice is power. It is. Use it. Use it. You have a telephone. Use it. Call those jackasses down there at Congress. Tell them to do the right thing or you're going to vote them out. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just just stay up. Stay um, positive. Uh, We don't need any depression. Do not feel depressed. Do not feel alone. Do not feel helpless. Do not feel as if you cannot make a difference. You can. Doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you have. You can make a difference. Be a, be the leader that everybody wants you to be. Sometimes we have to tell people what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. But long as we do it in a positive way where it is fruitful. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We are gone, folks. Tune in Monday, four days a week. uh, What time? 6 to (laughs) 7.30 p.m. 6 to 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, Chicago time. Yeah, Trump was here. Yeah, he was here. They said he fucked up, but he was here. All right, uh, make sure you join me uh, next week, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: Help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall.